0: It's unlikely then to all of those men, surely.
1: This is Spectrum. Hi, you have mobile... Yes, Spectrum Mobile. (laughs)
2: United States, Canada, the Bahamas, most everywhere there is to go. Everywhere that we go, people all across this world are looking for hope and peace and love and contentment, and that'll only be found in the precious Lord Jesus Christ. And to feel what I feel in my heart tonight in this place. I would not take it for all of the money that's in Fort Knox, Kentucky tonight. And I bless the Lord for what Christ has done for us in our lives. You know, uh, Brother Brian was sharing with you all that we've been singing for many, many years. I remember it was probably 25 years ago that my mom and daddy took me and my little brother Tim and my sister Kim. Kim Greenhoppers, my sister. And, uh, and my daddy played the piano and we went to Jasper, Florida to sing one night. And uh, when we got there, I'll never forget, we got to meet a wonderful man and woman of God by the name of Colbert and Joyce Croft. They're great people, great people. But how many people know tonight that sometimes that real bad things can happen to real good people? Raise your hand. It happens, don't it? and you know what it did to them I think one thing that Cobra Croft taught me that night was that you and I have to have the test before we can have the testimony in our lives and it was that night that I remembered as Cobra gave his testimony how he and Miss Joyce had went through one of the worst most difficult storms that any family would ever face one of the deepest darkest valleys and one night in the privacy of their home they had gone as far as they could go they were beaten down so far from the weights of this world they felt like they couldn't go on no farther and every way that Colbert looked out of every window all he saw was the storms of life crashing in on him and his family and he felt like there was no way out and nothing else to do and that night he and Joyce they fell upon their knees in the privacy of their living room and they tried to cry out to God and I remember Colbert saying that night that his heart was so broken, he was so discouraged that he didn't even know how to pray no more. He said when he bowed his head and tried to pray that he couldn't pray, all he could do was just weep and all he could say was, Lord, help me. God, would you please make a way when everybody else said there is no way, God, will you make a way, will you help me? That's all he could pray. And you know what? I guarantee that there's a group of people tonight that's been just exactly where Cobert and Joyce Croft was that night. Because tonight Calvin Ray will tell you that the storms of life will come. And most of the time they'll come without any warning. And don't ever think that they can't knock on your door because they can and they will. And that night when they got through praying, they got up, Miss Joyce went over and sat down. She had a, they had an old upright piano set in the living room of their home, and she sat down. About one o'clock in the morning, Cobert came over and flipped the lamp on, and sat down beside Miss Joyce. And that night as they sat there, feeling like they didn't have a friend left in the world and they couldn't take another step. At one o'clock in the morning. God visited that little house where they were, and in the midst of their storm, at one o'clock in the morning, God came walking on the water to Joyce and to Cobert Croft. And that night, as they sat there, He picked up a pen and paper. And when He felt like that He couldn't go on no more, God began to give Cobert some words to a song. Do you know what song that man wrote that night? He sat there and he wrote some words that said, Well, I thought
3: that number one would surely be Share
2: anybody else One thing that my daddy taught me before my daddy went to heaven last year.
3: He said, Son, it's down on your knees. is where you'll learn. You'll learn to stand. Tonight I
2: declare before you people and my heavenly Father
3: that I Hey! This.
1: Deputy yeah, Sheriff, and you know what I mean, I'm sure. But but we as men folk, we like to have, we like to be in control. Yep. Come on, man, y'all, you, you're white. Right. Yeah, just be honest. In we like to be in control, and we like to we like to run, control our house. We run our house, and we the man of our house. And yeah. You probably do run your house. You run the washing machine.
3: <laughs> but you know what? But again, I believe what I'm singing about. And what I do know is when the darkness overwhelms you and your fears just won't subside, your questions outweigh answers.
1: On those long-, long day
3: nights, I tell you what you gotta do. What you gotta do is you gotta keep moving. You gotta keep going if it means you got to get a little higher you got to get out of here. You've got to get down and stoop down a little bit. stoop down. As
0: long as you keep on moving. That's right, man. You know, as long as you keep on moving. Amen. It's like he won't leave you there. That's right. Amen. Hey, yeah, he ain't brought you here to leave you alone. That's right. That's right. That's right. You said, you're supposed to say, well, I'm sorry, don't worry about me back. <laughs>
1: 10,000 titles about forgiveness today i wonder where you've been wounded jesus it was in his hands when they when when they saw the hands they realized this is not an impersonator this is not an imposter they had to see something they had to see something that let them know what he went through and you keep trying to prove God's presence by your successes. Come on, preach Come on. But when it came time for Jesus Christ, the son of God, to prove his presence, he said, look where the nails were. See my hands? See see where they drove the spikes between the bones so they would not break so that it would support the weight of my body long enough for me to suffocate? See? See, see, it, it killed me, but I didn't stay dead. It broke me, but I am now whole. I was dead, now I'm alive. See? My scars, my scars tell a story. I'm not ashamed to show my scars. Christianity is not cosmetic surgery so you can hide what you've been through to try to get people to think you're perfect. Christianity, Jesus Christ, didn't come to conceal the pain. He came to reveal his glory, and he showed it in his stars, but there was one God has looking for the one who wasn't there and the Bible tells us that even though the 11 minus Judas got to see him there was one who wasn't there named Thomas can I talk about Thomas for one minute let me teach you about Thomas oh man Thomas he gets a bad rap they call him in the church they call him doubting Thomas have you ever heard this before doubting Thomas because church people will label you by one moment in your journey (laughs) doubting Thomas Adultery Annie. <laughs> I'll stop right there. Some things going through my head that would have to be edited out for YouTube. <laughs> because life will label you by what you did. Right. Right. And uh, the Bible gives us a little... Only John tells us this because John had this sensitivity to him. When you read his gospel, he tells you things other people don't mention. He said, Now Thomas, also known as Didymus... I mean, if we've just got to label, Thomas, a doubter, can we at least call him doubting Didymus? Because the alliteration works much better. (laughs) Doubting Didymus. The Bible says that doubting Diddy, (laughs) one of the 12, was not with. Somebody say, "He he wasn't there. So now Jesus and Thomas got something in common. When they went to look for Jesus' dead body, he wasn't there. When Jesus showed up alive and resurrected, Thomas wasn't there. And Thomas wasn't there. The Bible doesn't say why he wasn't there. I've always heard it preached like he wasn't there because he didn't have enough faith to be there. But the boys inside had the doors locked. They weren't any better. So if we're going to give out nicknames, let's talk about Simon Peter in inside with the doors locked. How about Scaredy Cat Simon Peter? Scaredy Simon. How about lock-door Levi, lock him up Levi, and doubting Dickie? And we all have doubts. That's what I'm trying to say. We all have scars. We all have dysfunction. You might have long sleeves, but if I could roll up your sleeves, you've been through something. You struggle with something. Your wife may not know it, but God does. I got to hurry. I got to hurry. I'm getting really indulgent. And I got to get you out of here because the next crowd's coming in. Somebody. Somebody say nails. 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 So the other disciple told him, we have seen the Lord. But Thomas said, this is why they call him Doubting Thomas. I call him Honest Thomas. I don't call him Doubting Thomas. I call him Honest Thomas. Truthful Thomas. Because Thomas is like, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it off what you said. I need to see for myself. I got to see Jesus for myself. This has to be real to me. So, hey, unless I see the nail marks in his hands, unless I see where he suffered, I will not believe in his glory. And unless I put my finger where the nails were, And put my hand into a sigh. I won't believe. Watch Jesus. Now now I want to point out one thing in verse 26. Look at it. Seven days later. A week later. Seven. Seven miles. Seven days. God will leave you in a space. Where you don't understand. To create faith in your heart. So Thomas says, I need to see the scars. Jesus could have showed up on the spot. He waited seven days. Jesus could have walked up to Cleo and said, see my scars, it's me. But sometimes he wants to let you walk and wonder and walk and wonder, not because he doesn't love you, but because if your faith needs an explanation, it cannot sustain the trials of life. So he waits seven days. Y'all help me preach this. He waits seven days. Have you ever had to wait seven days? Have you ever had to wait through a custody battle? Have you ever had to wait to see if this is ever going to feel better? Have you ever had to wait through pain? Wait through depression? Wait through anxiety attacks? Wait through bad reports? Wait through a newscast? Have you ever had to wait? A waiting a waiting period and then when Jesus shows up a week later seven, everybody say seven 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 days, seven miles seven days, seven miles it's the number of completion and then Jesus shows up maybe just at that point where Thomas is tired of waiting and the disciples were in the house again and Thomas this time was there and Jesus walks in Look at the next part. Though the doors were locked. They still locked the doors. Still scared. But they stayed. Still scared, but they stayed. I still got some addictions, but I'm in church today. God can work with that. I'm still on the road. I don't get it, but I'm still. And this time Thomas was there. He's not going to miss it this time. And Jesus came in, stood among them and said, Peace. Watch what comes next. Yo, Tommy. Hey, Diddy. Hey, honest Thomas. I heard you wanted to see my scars. Now, this is important. Put your finger here. Where? Where the nails were. Isn't that what you needed to see, Thomas? Where the nails were. Now notice something. He didn't say where the nails are. Yo, Tommy. I'm back from the grave. And I need you to see something. Look, Thomas. No more nails. Look, Thomas. They're not here. Put your finger. Where the sin was. Put your finger where the shame was. Put your finger where they tried to crucify the creator of the world. No more. Somebody shout, no more nails. No more nails. In other words, What held me doesn't hold me anymore. I came to declare today is a day of freedom. I wish you would push your neighbor till they almost fall over and say, no more nails. No more nails. Now, I've heard so many sermons about forgiveness because we've all been wounded. Raise your hand if life hasn't wounded you yet. I want to see where the liars are in the church because I want to have a special prayer for all the liars who would have the audacity to lie in the presence of God and act like you haven't been wounded. We've all been wounded. Rock Hill, uh, Gaston County, it don't matter, Toronto, Canada. You can't. You can't walk the road without being wounded. You can't go to church without being wounded. They didn't speak to me. That's why I didn't speak to me. I was in a church one time. And the preacher got on to sing about wounds. And it was so weird, y'all. Because he was like... He was, he was preaching about wounds his thing was try to get everybody to go back and remember all the ways they've been wounded throughout their whole life he had me thinking of stuff in the third grade (laughs) just uh, craziest stuff like that was going to bring healing look at this Jesus didn't show Thomas his wounds he showed him his scars there is a difference between being wounded and being scarred that's good So when I, I prayed about this first word of forgiveness the Lord told me to talk to you about the nails whatever has wounded you whatever you hide whatever happened see when Jesus shows Thomas his scars I'm glad he kept his scars I'm glad he kept that part I'm glad he didn't stay dead but I'm also glad that he came out scarred because that gives me hope. And that's how I try to preach. I don't want to preach wounded because if I preach wounded, I'm going to inflict my pain on you. And I don't want to be a wounded parent. I don't want to be a wounded spouse. I don't want to walk around. God spoke to me uh, a couple months ago and he said, if I've really healed you like you claim I have, why are you still so touchy? Thomas said, I want to see where the wounds were. And when I teach preachers, Jonathan can tell you, I tell them, don't you get up and tell the church all the ways that you woke up at 530 a.m. And, you know, if I put you in my pulpit, show the church some of your scars. You can show them the stones that God has rolled away. That's fine. That's a part of it. He is a God of miracles. He is a God who makes dreams come true. And we've all got some stones that he's rolled away, but we've all got some scars, too. So show them your scars. Show them where you didn't get up at 5.30. In fact, show them where you pretended like you didn't hear the baby crying at 5.30 and Anna got up. (laughs) Tell them that story. (laughs) Tell them how you almost quit. Tell them how you wanted to throw up the first week you went out to preach after the news media ran a story about you for four days straight saying things about you. Tell them that. Tell them how you were in the bathroom. And you came out smiling show them where the wounds were and it'll give them hope that what wounded me doesn't have to hold me forever come on it's time to be free it's been it's been long enough it's been seven days forgiveness doesn't mean it didn't happen the scar shows, it happened. Jesus didn't show up and say, what, cross? What y'all talking about? Cross? I don't remember cross. I heard a preacher say one time, this guy's an idiot. He should have his credentials revoked. He said, if you've really, uh, let's get a preacher voice going, if you've really forgiven someone in your heart, you will not even remember the offense. <laughs> there is a word that comes to my mind to describe what he said, but I'm going to just say it's It's inaccurate. <laughs> It's not denial when I say forgiveness because i got to be careful because I'm a pastor, right? I'm not just passing through preaching one week, leaving. I'm not trying to just get something. I'm, I'm trying to go on a journey with you yes. and to let you know that when you when you let go of whatever wounded you so that you can be free and go into the future God has for you, it doesn't mean that you pretend it never happened. This is not denial. The nails were there. My dad walked out on me. Not, Not my dad. I'm saying that... You could say my mom had an impossible standard that I could never live up to and I believe that part of my eating disorder today has to do with that. I'm not saying it didn't happen, but I can't let it hold me. I cannot blame her forever. Not if I'm a Christian. Not if I am a Christian. Not if I worship the one who was wounded for my transgression. See, I need to let you know something, because the hardest person you'll ever forgive is not your ex, is not your mom, is not your dad, is not your neighbor who came over your fence and your property line. The hardest person you will ever have to forgive is yourself. See, the truth be told, it is my self-inflicted nails that I have the hardest time letting go of. But I want the devil to know when he comes to hammer at me with accusation, I don't know where you go when that starts to happen, how worthless you are. Have you noticed the devil loves to hammer you and and he's got a big hammer. But let me tell you a little secret. He ain't got no more nails. Somebody shout no more nails.
0: The
3: next
1: time the devil hammers you with accusations, shout back in his face. You ain't got no nails. All my nails are in that cross. All my shame is on that cross. Somebody shout, no more nails there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus because through Christ Jesus the law of the spirit of life has set me free from the law of sin and death the devil might have a hammer but he doesn't have any nails reach out and touch the place where the nails were where they were it doesn't mean it didn't happen yeah. It happened. Yeah. I fell short. Come on. It happened. I ruined the relationship. It happened. Mm. They abused me in ways that I don't even want to tell my own spouse. It happened. I deal with the traumatic. Remember, see, it's not, it's not that it didn't happen. And it's not that it doesn't hurt. Right. That's, right. That's not what forgiveness is. Yeah. Yeah. Forgiveness doesn't mean it it doesn't hurt I mean the nails might be gone but the memory is still there and it's really easy to forgive sometimes when the person that you're forgiving is gone but when you still have to work out shared custody when you still have to live with the memory when you still can't be touched without recalling the shame of when you were touched the wrong way and now you're trying to learn how to love the right way, when you're trying to learn how to trust, it doesn't mean it won't hurt away with the preaching that will teach you that the pain will go away when you forgive the offense it's not that the pain goes away, I'm helping somebody I'm setting somebody free, you keep waiting for the feeling of forgiveness to come it's not a feeling, it takes faith, I said it takes faith, I said it takes faith, I said it takes faith. It takes faith to believe that the same place where the nails were is the same place where the healing is. They saw it in his scars. Jesus needed those nails. If they hadn't nailed him to that cross, if they hadn't if they hadn't punctured, if the blood didn't flow from that place, the power wouldn't be released. I'm saying not that God's going to take the scar away, but that He is going to release the greatest strength in your life from the place where the nails were. Come on, shout, no more nails! Hey, thank you for watching. Make sure you.